Welcome in to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thomas Miller, so glad you're here. You know, every week I get requests for people to be on this podcast as a guest. Well, the thing that has worked well here is just to keep it pretty close to home. So this is Fred Dodson, you know, gets a seat. Or if I meet somebody, or if somebody reaches out and there's just a different feel about it, go from intuition and say, yeah, let's talk. Well, we're about to hear a journey. This is somebody new to my acquaintance. She was a participant at Fred Dodson's Levels of Energy Seminar in New Smyrna Beach, Florida in May of 2023. We'll talk more about that when we get into Meet Her, but I wanted to tell you that this is going to be a story. As I started editing this together and it was like the wow that I didn't really even capture while we were recording it, is this is a story of massive synchronicities, just dominoing one after another after another, just lining up. And it's about following those intuitions, as she did, and then ended up at just the right place, time after time. It's about following blindly without having all the answers. It's about a prompt to go to church. It's about an introduction to plant medicine, which many of you are interested in. Well, here's a story. Part of the story, anyway. It's about meeting a shaman unexpectedly. It's about getting clear direction after years of following these individual breadcrumbs that now has turned into direction, purpose, and clarity, and is especially going to be of interest to you who have kids, or grandkids, or want kids, or love kids. And that's about 99 point something percent of you. This is going to be a tapestry of encouragement that indeed we are somehow being led into a more positive direction, even though sometimes when we look around it seems the otherwise. This will give you hope for the future, will give you hope for our kids and grandkids, and hope that tomorrow is going to be infinitely better than today. So let's meet Chastity Wurgler. She lives in Florida, as you will hear, and I had to stay over an extra day in order to do this interview, but to me it was absolutely guided and worth it. So I stayed in a hotel randomly selected by a certain geography to get me back on I-95 and head north the next day after we were finished. And they had a couple of meeting rooms. And I just asked, would it be possible to use one of those to do a podcast interview? And here is how Chastity cannot escape these synchronicities. Because the hotel accommodated and provided us the Gemini room in order to conduct this interview. Gemini the planet of communications, ruled by Mercury, which is the planet over my astrological rising sign, so it kind of hovers over and oversees my chart. And it provided the perfect venue and energy for us to sit down and talk, Mercury, Gemini, about this which is going to elevate the consciousness for families and for kids. If you'd like to look at Chastity's website, this is all spelled out, Mommy and me healing event.com. Chastity, welcome to the Subconscious Mind Mastery Podcast. Thank you so much for having me here. We uh, met at Fred Dodson's Levels of Energy seminar and just had a couple of moments here and there to talk, didn't really, but got enough to the core of what you're about to know that there were some synergies and synchronicities and some things that have been in my heart for a long time. 
So we're going to unpack that here. And if you have kids or grandkids even, you're going to be, that covers a lot of you. (laughs) You are going to be interested in what unfolds here because there are some things going on that you're going to be captivated to hear. But so that we have a context of what you're about and who you are and what got you here, what's your story? Ooh, well, my first spiritual awakening happened when I was, I was in my 20s. It was 2012. I did everything that society told me to do. Went to college, got a degree, had a really good job, and I felt empty. I was making really good money. Um, I read a book called Into the Wind by Jake Ducey, and it talked about going to this island of healing powers (laughs) and it changed and transformed his life and he had um it was really powerful his story in that book and I wanted to be him like I wanted I wanted that experience I was like I need something because I felt like my spirit was leaving my body every time I was sitting behind a desk um and I felt so far removed from spirit and so I just created a date. I was like, if I don't get a raise by this date, then I'm going to quit my job and go volunteer somewhere. (laughs) And by that date, I didn't get a raise. And um, I had found this website called workaway.info where you can like volunteer anywhere in the world and they cover your your stay and you just paid to get there. And um, I quit my job. I sold all of my stuff, including my car. Um, I tested out the website in the U.S., And uh, that was through a woman that lived in Indian Rocks Beach. And she invited me to church with her, which I declined a couple times and then finally said yes. I hadn't told anyone that I wanted to go to Guatemala because Jake Ducey, the Island of Healing Powers, was Guatemala. So that was my intention. I I was going to ask you where it was. (laughs) I wanted to go to Guatemala. It was across from Lake Atitlan. And um, so... She had invited me to this church in Indian Rocks Beach, Florida, and I said yes, and she said that the preacher that she was going to have, that that was supposed to be there, um, was not going to be there because he was sick, but it should still be a good service, and I was like, okay, so the preacher showed up sick, <laughs> and that was a surprise. Um, you, could vis- you could visibly see that he was sick. He sounded sick. But uh, he came in and he was fired up and he was like, you know, so many people are asking me why I am, why our church provides all of this money to, to other countries when we need it. And he said, I've created a slideshow to explain exactly where it's going and why it's important. The entire slideshow was on Guatemala. Of course. And of course, (laughs) I probably look like a crazy person because I just burst into tears and I'm a puddle and I'm like, okay, God, I hear you. I see you. I feel you. And, um, so that was, that was the start. Right. And, uh, after that, I went home to have Thanksgiving with my family. My letterman jacket from high school was in my closet. I hadn't put it on since then. So that was, I graduated in 05, to give you a frame. Um, This was 2012. So I put my Letterman jacket on, and I'm standing by the fire. There's a paper in the pocket, and I pull out the paper, and I open it, and it says, to call El Patan, Guatemala. And I'm just like, wow, you know? 
And so I knew that I needed to go to Guatemala. There was no refuting that, right? It was kind of pricey to go volunteer through the church. I didn't want to spend that much money to, to do that because, you know, I was also trying to figure out how to make my what I, what money I did have last as long as possible. So I decided, I was like, I'm just going to go by myself. And I shared some of my story on Facebook. And I had so many people like, are you crazy? Guatemala is so dangerous. Like, what are you talking about? One of my friends had um, a friend who he went to college with whose family lived in Guatemala City. And they were well off. And he's like, listen, let me just put you in touch with my friend so that you have a point of contact there. And I was like, okay, thank you. His brother was dating a girl that lived in Orlando and how wild that we went to the same church. And I reached out to her and she said, "Uh, my dad's going to be here next week. Let's all have lunch after church. He has a lot of volunteer opportunities that you could pick from. And I was like, okay. So we sit down. They, They own a church in Guatemala City. And uh, he's going through the list of, of th- places that I could volunteer. And at that time, I didn't want to have kids or get married. But something pulled at my heart when he said, there's a children's refuge center in Coban, and it's called Misioneros de Frontera. I, th- I think it's uh, mission, Missions Without Borders. And I'm probably saying it wrong, but uh, that was the, the home. And I felt called to go there. And I, I did, I did that for an entire summer. I was submersed. I didn't speak good Spanish, but I learned Spanish from the kids. Uh, They had a house full of children, 31 children, ages three to 23 at that time. And it transformed my life, my heart. Uh, There was a little girl named Sarah that would come and touch my hair every morning. And she made me like want to have children. And so, um, you know, being in that space was literally like heaven on earth. We were singing songs. I was with the children. I mean, it was just such a beautiful experience getting to volunteer with them in the villages. It was a once in a lifetime. I'm really glad that I didn't listen to anyone and just followed the nudges because it changed my life. When I came back from from that experience to the States. How long were you there? An entire summer. Okay. So I came back to the States. I didn't have a job. I didn't have a car. Mind you, the only reason that I came back was because I had went to Belize to get my passport stamped to come back for another three months. But they forgot to stamp my passport when I went to Belize. So the family brought me back in on a boat. Oh, to wow. Guatemala. And I was like, okay, this, sign, this is Uh-oh. a sign I need to go back home <laughs> and, you know, figure things out. So I go back to the States. Um, I had ended up getting hired uh, with um, an airline. That job didn't start for another six months. So in the interim of that, I met my daughter's father, um, Mark. We were dating for a while and I ended up getting pregnant. <laughs> and uh, we ended up getting married. And yeah, I had my family and I kind of fell out of the whole, you know, flow state for a while, being a mother and, and, and being married. Um, our marriage didn't, you know, didn't stand the test of time. So I went through a lot of shifts and changes in an interim of seven years. Um, a lot of shadow work, <laughs> a lot of realizations, a lot of inner child work. And when I came out on the other side of that, it really probably 
showed up in my life um, 2019. I had sat with ayahuasca. So that's four years back from where we are now. Correct. I sat with ayahuasca. She revealed to me that my greatest fear was love, hmm. which was really hard to to recognize. Yeah. Because I used to pride myself on not being afraid of anything, even death. And for the medicine to reveal that to me, I was like, okay, I've got a lot more work <laughs> than I needed to. And so um, I did the work. I didn't run away from it. I faced it. I sat in it. I felt it. And um, that's interesting because we looked at her chart before we started here, and Venus, representing love, is in the twelfth house of shadows and secrets. Wow. And is in the same sign as her son. So yeah. Mm, it makes sense. <laughs> um, so that was a big realization for me. I came out of that feeling pretty broken, but I really learned how to face myself, face face my shadow. For relationships for me, it was a lot of um, self-abandonment, uh, neglecting my needs for others, something that we learned in the South early on, right? So I learned how to love myself. I learned how, I learned about boundaries um, through therapy, a lot of therapy, because I didn't have anyone teaching me that when I was younger. And my life got a lot better once I learned all of these tools and and then um, I was also, over the last decade or so, I had chronic sinus infections and I had healed them through juicing. Mm. Through juicing, I, I mean, in the kitchen, I can pretty much heal anything. And I say that, you know, anything, meaning like anything that's like light, not chronic, right? Oh, we should do some episodes on that, just mm. a series of those. Would mm. you be up for that? I'm down, Because yeah. a lot of people would love to know even where to begin. That's my passion. Like, I, I feel like there's so much that we can do just standing in the kitchen, going to the grocery store, and you can heal yourself with food. And um, yeah. so... Let's do that. Yeah. That would be great. All I right. would love that. Um, so I was already naturally going into this healing state because what I've learned is that where we experience the most pain in our life, that's our purpose. And once we learn how to alchemize that pain into purpose, we're able to serve others through that testimony because, you know, the reason I can speak to so many people on so many different levels is because I've gone through so much. I feel like I've been, you know, reborn and I've lived many lives in this one life. I'm only 35. Packed <laughs> like, a lot in. I've packed a lot in. Yeah. That healing and that when you say you go into the kitchen with a blender basically mm -hmm. and start a healing process, was that something you studied and learned through the head, through the knowledge, or was that intuitive or both? I was pissed off. Right. I was pissed off because I was getting sinus infections. I would go into the, the hospital. They would give me a Z pack or whatever antibiotics. And I was like, this is this is just a cycle. I'm a, like I'm on a hamster wheel. And I was like, I there has to be another way. So I got on the computer. I did my research. I looked at what they were giving, like amoxicillin. And I was like, what Whole Foods can do the same thing that this medicine is doing wow. without okay. the side effects? Yeah. So intuitively, I was like and obviously with I was annoyed at that time. That was my that was my wake up. That's how I found garlic. Garlic is one of the strongest natural antibiotics that we can that we all have access to. I understand it keeps mosquitoes off of you too. If we go out there on the patio, it keeps it's, <laughs> it keeps a lot of things away from you. <laughs> yes, um, that was how I kind of started on my health journey. I changed a lot. 
I also learned that uh, 80% of your immune system is in your gut and um, shifting small things in your diet because we're not just, we're multidimensional. You can't just target, you know, your spiritual healing. You have to target like the mind, the body, the spirit. So it's all cohesive. So it's harmonizing, right? And um, so that's what I was doing uh, naturally over the last, really the last 20 years. Um, so I'm going to fast forward coming out of that, all of these, uh, these lessons, these hard lessons. I feel like I had resurfaced. I had written a blog called Calling in Your Soul Tribe because, you know, COVID really made a lot of us feel isolated. We learned real quick who we aligned with and who we did not align with. And there was a lot of loss in so many different areas of people's lives. So um, I really wanted to call in my true soul family. So I wrote a blog about it on DJ One Chain. It's my inspirational blog. It's the one that really was inspired by the children's home. What is it now? DJOneChain.com. Okay. O-N-E chain. We're all a link in a chain. We're all one. Um, and I love music. So that's kind of like, that was the end of 2021. That was in November I, I, I posted that blog. Then Thanksgiving again. It's always Thanksgiving. And that makes sense. Thanksgiving. It's like, it's like God is giving thanks. It's like, thank you for doing the work. And here's your gift, right? <laughs> Um, so I was with a lot of flight attendants. We had, um, a Friendsgiving and they brought up Tulum. They were like, I really want to go to Tulum. Let's go. It was a couple moms. They were like, we just need to like get out and like have some fun without the kids. And in my mind, you know, they're kind of fun. And my fun was not aligning because in my mind, I really wanted just to go to a yoga retreat and like meditate, <laughs> go to a spa, you know? And so that night, I really wanted to go listen to some live music, but nobody wanted to come. And I was like, oh, I'm just going to rock it solo. And I ended up getting invited to the band's little house party gathering that they had after their show. And I met a beautiful girl who was, we connected on nutrition and wellness. And she, she was like, you should come to the retreat in Tulum that we're going to have in February of next year. And I'm like, heard <laughs> like I'm going <laughs> I'm there like I knew I was supposed to be there wow and so I um I followed that nudge and I went to that retreat that retreat was really beautiful it was centered around the four agreements they had ecstatic dance they had partner yoga they had some really cool interactive exercises that we were able to do with everyone. And that was my first healing retreat. And it was my first experience with that type of, you know, environment. And I was like thinking to myself the whole time, I was like, I love this, but I want to do it with my daughter. And no one was doing anything like that with their children. And when I was looking things up and it's crazy because before that I was looking up a retreat for me and my daughter to go on. And the only thing I found was like one in Portland, Oregon, where it was like $3,000. And I was just like, I can't do that as a single mother. Like, I'm not going to. And so it was in my head that I wanted to find something like that. Then that was the beginning of 2022. Fast forward. This is going to all tie in. I'm kind of ju jumping around. There's so many more synchronicities, but I'm trying to consolidate, right? Well, there's a theme here. There's a, there's a you theme. You can see it. You can feel it building. Yeah. yeah. I really listen to what spirit tells me after that first spiritual awakening. So the voice is loud when it's loud for me. And one of the things that 
spirit had told me probably about 2020 was that I needed to go to Peru to see the last place that the the Incas were seen before they disappeared. But we all know they didn't disappear. We just can't see them on the frequency that we're at, right? But that's a whole nother podcast. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Fred will get a hold of that one. Fred will get a hold of that one. Um, So I knew I was supposed to go to Peru to go to this spot and that I would meet someone on that journey that was going to help assist me in my journey and in my mind, I was thinking like a shaman in this hut, like an old, ugly shaman, you know, a cool shaman. But I was just like this. I was picturing like this old man in this hut, you know, with like a fire kind of creepy kind of vibes. You know what I mean? And what's wild is I had everything lined up in the physical, right? I had found a when I did go to Peru, but it wasn't for that. It was just to like kind of ground into the um, that was 2020. Uh, before, right before COVID had hit, I went to Machu Picchu and all of that. But I met a missionary who lived there and she was like, and I was telling her what my nudge was. And she's like, well, I have a point of contact for you. He speaks Kekchi, which is the the native tongue that they speak there um, in the, you know, in the mountains. And she said, and he speaks Spanish and English. I'm like, perfect. And I connected with him. It was only going to be $800. It was like a week camping. Someone drew me a map of the location that I needed to get to. (laughs) And I'm like, man, this is going to be hard, God. But like, I'm a glamper, not like a a camper. So I was like, this is going to be. So I was like mentally preparing myself for this journey. But what ended up happening was there was a drum circle that I went to. And this is fast forwarding back to 2022 after my retreat. I go to this drum circle. It's like a shamanic like drum circle. And I love drums. I've been playing percussion since I was in fifth grade. It's something that I tapped back into that year, last year. And uh, I met my shaman. I didn't know it was my shaman at the time. But we connected with plant medicine. And he took me on this tour in the fifth dimension of the cosmos and everything. And he took me to the location, the last place that the Inca were seen in Peru, in the fifth dimension. And I'm like, he's my shaman. Of course, my human mind was thinking, oh, it's only going to be in the physical reality, right? Like, I have to do this whole, I have to climb a mountain physically. No, it was literally put in my life where I live, in the city that I live, but in the fifth dimension. So I knew he was my shaman. So he's one of my mentors now. Like, he's amazing. But um, he had given me this activation that I was a Lyran. I I did not believe in any of that stuff. But I felt it in my heart that it was true. And I did all the research following that. And it made so much sense. Like, the the Leo, the Lyran. You know, I have so much Leo in my chart. That really resonated for me. That's something that I'm still learning about, right? And letting spirit kind of guide the way. So yeah, that was really powerful. And then fast forward a couple months later, there is a leadership forum that I went to called Aurea in Miami. And it's calling leaders into the golden age, which is like the age that we're moving into, right? At this leadership forum, it activated the leader in me and gave me, it It basically revealed to me that I was ready to step into that role. And Jeff Parker, Jackson, they're amazing. They were the creators, and I connected with them in their, in their container. After that um, leadership forum, I met another woman who reached out to me 
that went to that on Instagram, she's a functional medicine doctor. Her name is Taz. And she was like, I feel like we need to connect. And I'm like, okay, let's jump on it. Let's jump on a call. So we jump on a call and we're just talking on, you know, how we can work together. And I tell her about my idea to create, like, I was like, I really want to experience a healing retreat with my daughter, but it doesn't exist. Like the one that I'm in, that I'm visual visualizing, I, I have, can't find it. She's like, let's, she's like, do it. She's like, that would be amazing. I want to do that with my kids. You know, that's how Fred writes most of his books. There's a topic that he's interested in. He goes out and looks at what other people have written about that. Doesn't find what he's looking for. So he writes it. Wow. That's how levels of energy. We just did the levels of energy seminar. Well, that's how that book came about. That's amazing. There were other books about energy and he lists a bunch of them in the book, but he had not found what he was looking for. So he created it. He put it in the way he wanted to display it. It's a visionary, a pioneer. Yeah. It's taking things that are there. They're in the space. Right. You knew there were retreats. There just wasn't this particular kind of retreat. Not what I, exactly. So you really can only, you can move 10 degrees over from what's already there and it's brand new. And expand on it. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, she's really the one who encouraged me. So that was the fire that I, the fuel that I needed. And I'd never created an event before. That wasn't, my major was broadcast journalism. Like, <laughs> hello, <laughs> minored in communications. <laughs> like I had no idea. I was like, wow. but I had all the contacts. I had all the contacts that I needed. I literally would pray about something that I needed and it would show up in my field the next day. So the first retreat was created and it was supposed to be a weekend retreat. And I had a lot of moms reaching out saying, we can't afford, like it was supposed to be one-on-one just for mothers and daughters. And the intention was that if we heal the generational trauma passed down through the womb, we heal the world, heal the mother, heal the world. Like in my mind, I wanted to create something that I wish my mom would have had. And I felt like if my mom would have had access to this, like we wouldn't have gone through as much of, you know, the suffering that that we went through and the disconnect, right? Amen. So, um, and our mother is the first point of contact of love for us here on the earth. And that relationship is the pillar of your life. The first event was really powerful. Um, It was for mothers and daughters and one-on-one. And we did mommy and me yoga. We did a boundaries workshop. We did a workshop, uh, The Healing Power of Faith, Forgiveness, and Gratitude. That Avery's dad taught that one, which was really beautiful. That's your daughter. That's my daughter's, yeah, Avery. And that was her dad that taught that. That's cool. Yeah, it was really nice to to have his presence there. There was a Mandy. She, she taught somatic therapy. It was like a two-hour deep dive with the moms. While they were doing that, we had the, the girls split off and do a cooking class, and the other half was doing an art class. Oh, and there was a conscious parenting workshop. How was that received? Really well. The collective is ready for that. Mm. It's, there's so many people that started searching in COVID, started waking up and seeing through the veil. Wow. So there's a benefit from the pandemic. Oh, 100%. Spiritual wake up. Mm-hmm. So when you put on conscious parenting at an event, the response was good. Absolutely. Positive. Absolutely. Yeah. I like I literally put everything that excites me in my event. <laughs> everything that's helped me. There you go. In my event. So at the very end we did a love affirmation circle. The framework of this came from 
Aurea Leadership Forum in Miami. So Jeff Parker had us all in that space do like a divine feminine and masculine circle. He had the women circle go in a circle in the middle and the men on the outside. And we were facing each other. And we it was the framework of the Hopono Ono prayer. Are you familiar with that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and for those who don't know, it's um, I love you. Thank you. Please forgive me. I'm sorry. And he started with the masculine and the masculine to the feminine started, started off by saying all the things that they were sorry for to all the women in their lives out loud. So the women were able to receive all of that. Mm. And then they said all the things that they were thankful for. So the women were able to receive that. And then all the things that they loved about all the women in their lives. So as you're receiving that, you're able to also feel into what you have blockages, where you have blockages. Are you able to receive? And then it, and then they flipped. And then we were able to do that for the masculine. And then we were able to see and feel into where do we have blockages for this? Like, do I have a problem? Like, do I have restriction in apologizing? <laughs> do I have a restriction in receiving love, right? Um, so everyone's crying. And so that was such a powerful um, exercise for me that I wanted to do that for the mothers and the daughters. So I did that for the mothers and the daughters. I had the, the girls um, circle around a, a campfire. We had a fire. And then I had the moms circle around them. And then I started with the mothers apologizing to the daughters, saying all the things that they were sorry for so the children were able to receive those apologies. Because some of us, our parents never apologize for anything. So even like witnessing that and hearing that was like so powerful. For people just witnessing it was able to heal things with their own mother, even if their mother wasn't there. Amazing. That's so cool. Quantum healing. That's yeah. quantum healing. Just yeah. witnessing, being in the energy of, right? Wow. So then we had the moms say all the things that they were sorry for, so the daughters were able to receive those apologies. All the things that they were grateful for, so they were able to receive all that gratitude. And then all the things that they loved about them. And I really wanted to seed this into their consciousness. And I was like, how can I add another layer of like a sense to this? And I got body markers and I had the mothers actually draw and write out words that they loved about their daughters on their hands. Oh, cool. They could draw a picture. Oh. They could write a word and then they could actually see, feel and hear what they loved about them. So it's not just, they're not just hearing it. They're seeing it. They're feeling it. That's really deep rooting into their, into their DNA. Right. So then I flipped it to the daughters and the kids have nothing to apologize for. So, I, so they skipped that part. Right. So the kids, I really just had them say all the things that they were grateful for. So the mothers could receive that appreciation. Then all the things that they loved about them, they were able to write it down. And then I went around and I let the kids say in the microphone all the things that they loved about their mothers. We're all crying. We're all just a puddle. It's such a beautiful release, right? After that, the drums came out. We did the drum circle and we went into ecstatic dance. And we had like glow sticks for the kids and everybody had tribal markers on their face. Like, and we're all dancing and celebrating. And that's how we ended the first event. And it was so powerful. Sounds freeing. Very, very healing. My mom was there. So that was really 
really special too. So for her to experience that. And my goal was to do another one in three months because, you know, it's a lot of work and I'm, it's, I'm, it's, I'm pouring my finances into this. Right. So, and I'm figuring it out as I, at a, out as I go, we had vendors there. So we did have some vendors. Um, and then, uh, we had a food truck and this was where this was at a lake house in, um, Claremont in Florida, in Florida, the gathered place was the name of the location that was in December of last year. Remember, Jeff Parker, who created Aurea, was coming through Orlando after my event. He was like, would you like to go on a farm tour with me tomorrow? And I'm like, yeah, I would love to. I kid you not, the farm tour was 20 minutes from my house. And it was one of the speakers at Aurea that I missed, Jim Gill. He created one of the founders of Food Forest Abundance. They do regenerative farming all over the world. They come in. They'll set up a food forest for, for small local communities. They'll do it for privately as well. And their dream is to have food forests in everyone's backyard. And it regenerates itself. Like it basically, you just they just start it and then it takes care of itself the, the way that they have it set up. How cool is that? <laughs> He's 20 minutes from my house. So oh we're, on, my. we're on this tour and Jeff is talking about to, Je- to Jim about my event. And Jim is like, have the next one here. So that was where our last event was. Oh, cool. Which was at Galt's Landing, 20 minutes from where I live. And it was on a regenerative farm. It was the day before Mother's Day. And as we were, you know, as a collective, we're learning to regenerate the soil. We're learning how important our food is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And and the the quality of the the soil. <laughs> Interesting at a time when the government is telling farmers to quit growing food. Exactly. And as we're learning how to regenerate the soil, we're also learning the soil of the soul, right? And we're regenerating that. We're regenerating as above, so below. So that was really powerful to be able to to have the second event there. What's even more cool about that experience, though, is when I did the walkthrough before the event, I walked through the the property and I was like, I really feel like I want it to be in a circle like the womb because this is the mother. The earth is the mother. We're doing this for the mother the day before Mother's Day. And I wanted everything to be in a circle on this one spot of the, the property. Cameron, he's one of the um, the guys that that heads up a lot of the projects for them. Who, who did the walkthrough with me, he called me later that night. He's like, are you sitting down? You're not going to believe this. And I'm like, what? He said, the exact location that you wanted to do the circle is where we're going to be building a children's school that's going to go up in August. And that school is going to be teaching kids how to grow their own food. And one of the vendors, she um, had a vision at Galt's Landing the night before of 12 children coming to thank her and tell her to tell everyone else that they were excited about the school that's going up. I can't make this stuff up. (laughs) And then, and then, and then, and then, and then. So, and then after that, in my mind, I'm like, okay, what's showing up in my field? What do I want to teach them next? How do I want this next event to go? The intention for me that kept coming up was energetics. How do I teach children to see energetically? How do I teach children to see past words that are honey with a dark intention? I need children to learn how to protect themselves. 
I need to teach people who are not consciously awake yet, the parents, how to see energy. How do I do that? And I thought, oh, a horse. Horses. Horses can teach people, you know, you can interact with spirit. They, they teach you boundaries. Uh, they, they teach you intuition. You can actually interact with spirit through a horse. That was my idea with that. And I've been following your podcast now for a year. Wow. And it's not a coincidence that I listened to your podcast right after that with Fred. I had no idea who Fred was. I had not read any of his books, but I liked his energy, which is funny. Just from his voice. Just from his voice. And I was like, I really like this guy's energy. I like the way he perceives things, the way he communicates, the way he thinks. And then when I found out that he was going to have his seminar not far from where I live, I was like, oh, I have to go. And then I was like, I've got to read one of his books before I go because I need to understand who he is. <laughs> and then Parallel Universes of Self, Audible, jump on that. And I'm literally like, oh my, I'm so excited building up to the seminar that we went to because I, it was completely aligned. Totally, yeah. So here I am with you, someone that I look up to and admire. So um, yeah, what's next? I'm letting God decide and show us the way. Yeah, and it will come clear. What I'm captivated by and what triggered all of this was the mutual passion of wanting to reach families. And it's something that I've felt for a long time, going back to my own teenage years and just rippled right out of that. It's like if we could reach people then, then you set them up for a whole different adult experience. Whether they stay with it or not, they'll have it if they need it and they want to come back to it. And some will leave and they'll be gone and they won't come back around. But a lot will, like you experienced, you get out there and you get kicked around in a little bit and you go, wait a minute, I've got a better way than this. And it doesn't take you long to figure that out. Right. We just want to share what worked for us so that we can save someone else that pain. Because you don't have to go through, you don't have to go through life with pain and suffering. There are people who have already experienced these things and can speak with testimony and conviction of how to alchemize that. It's like, you can go that way if you want. <laughs> the other big one for me was a verse in the Bible in, from Proverbs. Train up a child in the way, and the Bible uses he should go, but when the way that child should go. And when they are old, they will not depart from it. Wise old Solomon in the Proverbs, right? Well, most parents try to raise their child the way they were raised or the way they now see the world or the way they want their kid to be their mini-me, but not how that child is to go. And when the child has a completely different path, the parent doesn't let go. And that creates years of conflict and therapy because you have to unwind all of that before you even get back to zero. So what if a wise parent understood how their child was wired? What is their path? And how can I assist in leading them in their path and understanding their path? And that's where, to me, astrology comes into this so prominently, because that shows you the path. Absolutely. There's so many There's so many avenues, so many different tools that we could tap into. But astrology for me was really powerful as well into learning. I mean, we, talk, we spoke about this earlier, but learning like 
how to have grace for others, how, understanding who they are, why they're here. As children, we already know what our interests are. We're born and we have we know what these interests are. We just need someone to allow us the space to naturally be who we are. And, you know, my daughter is powerful. She teaches me so many things. Our children are our inner child outside of our bodies and our most pure mirror. She's taught me so much. I didn't even know that I needed to, how I needed to be loved and held until actually not that long ago. Um, I, I noticed when I, when she was younger, if she would cry, I would have restriction. I would have a, a bad feeling in, in the pit of my stomach. And it took a counselor telling me how you cry, like how you soothe your children when they cry is how they soothe themselves as an adult. And I was like, wow. And then with, with her, she's a cancer. <laughs> when she cries, I can't speak to her. I can't talk to her. It makes her more upset. So just holding her mm-hmm. calms her down. Yeah. And I never thought that I needed that. But I saw that I needed that just recently. I was like, oh, of course, because she is me. Of course, that's how I need to be loved. But I didn't have that, you know, that affection, that presence, um, you know, through my parents. Like my granny was my safe space growing up. And I love my parents. I've, I've healed a lot with them. And, you know, we, we're all in, in good standing now. But it took a lot of work, inner work that I had to do. Mm-hmm. And so that's the message of the events too. It's like, heal yourself, heal the world. What we don't face today, our children face tomorrow. And it's us taking accountability and really actionable steps into becoming the best version of ourselves, so that we can embody that and be that pillar of strength for our children. And through that, through, through them seeing that, they can become their best authentic self too. I think you can hear the fire in this you can feel the passion you can uh, get a sense of that she is guided in this this is a path that has been chosen for her that's been presented for her for chastity and it's something that she is going to be pursuing one step at a time and this won't be the last that you hear from her promise you that Thank you for sharing this. What an inspiration. How we can reach and touch our kids and heal our family from the womb. I love that analogy. Heal the mom, heal the family. We had a disproportionate number of, uh, of gender at this last event. Typically, it's about 70% female. There were a few more guys here. I was glad to see that. So maybe the guys are kind of coming along into this too. And then you said that your daughter's dad, even though you're not together, you could share the space. See, that's where you're bringing down the walls. It's safe. It's okay. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. We, um, after our divorce, we focused on the things that we loved about one another instead of all the things that didn't work. And because of that, it took time to rebuild the trust. But now he's my best friend. And it's so healthy for our daughter. And it's my belief that when you have a child with someone, regardless of whether you stay together in the physical, you're always connected in the spiritual because that's, you co-created a child together. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) You built a universe, a walking universe on the planet. (laughs) So you're always going to be connected whether you like it or not. And learning to love and accept that person as who they are 
um, and focus on the things that they are doing right, the things that you do, do love about them, really helps you um, move through anything. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you for having me here. I can't wait to get in the kitchen and talk about that, and then we'll continue this journey as it unfolds. I am grateful and I'm appreciative and thank you so much for your time and having me here. It's literally a dream come true. Why don't you tell everybody goodbye? Thank you for having me and enjoy the journey. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.